Here's what's coming up on today's show. They give you a set rate, so it's like a 0% for 18 months. So for 18 months, you can pay the minimums. If you make sure you hit them every month, you can have a zero APR on whatever you transfer over, whether it be example of 15 grand. And you can kind of give yourself a little bit of breathing room if you have some credit card debt. It's time for financial advisor, Ben Schrock, to give you the keys to retiring with confidence. This is Unlocking Your Financial Future. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Unlocking Your Financial Future. I am Ben Schrock and joining me today uh, is our financial advisor, Dan Oakleaf. Dan, welcome back. Hey Ben, thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, so today, uh, with the year winding down as we record this, we are sitting about a week before Thanksgiving. This is it tends to be a, a busy time of the year for us as people are kind of wrapping up their year-end planning, um, and that's what we're going to run you through today is, is some things you, sh- you should be thinking about as the year winds down when it comes to your finances. So Dan and I are going to go back and forth and kind of walk you through some of the stuff that we talk about here in the office with our clients and some of the things that you all need to be aware of out there when it comes to year-end planning. So um, Dan, first, what, what I guess what comes top of mind, first of mind, um, when you start thinking year-end planning with your clients or some of the questions you might receive from uh, people when it comes to the, the planning towards the end of the year. One of the big topics that we get in our office from our clients is how to figure out bonusing strategies at the end of the year. Because a lot of people get their year-end bonus. What do you do with it? Do you max out your 401k? Um, have you already maxed out your 401k? What's the best alleyway to do with that money? Because more often than not, um, we have clients that are usually bonused in the months of November, December. So it's kind of figuring out the best strategy to use that money to their best advantage. So a lot of things the way they like to do is, is we like to say, hey, if you contribute to the max, uh, maybe it's something where you can pay off credit cards or pay off any bills that you have that are high interest. Um, if you haven't contributed to the max, we look at maybe uh, getting you from, let's say, 10 grand up to that max, whether it be pre-tax or Roth. Um, we're really honing in on people figuring out if they have that Roth option at that time so they can take advantage of it if it's best for their tax bracket. So a lot of questions we do get are the, how do we structure our year on bonuses and what's the best thing for us to do with those? Which ultimately boils down to tax planning, right? right. I know, so, uh, I guess if you want to categorize that into anything, it would be tax planning and, and the tax planning talk that comes at the end of the year. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting too, the the whole bonus talk, the bonus structure, um, you know, it's going to depend on where they fall income for the year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some of the ways that you're talking about to deflect some of that income by increasing your 401k contributions, maybe contributing to an IRA, um, which yep. again, you can always wait till the following year to do that. Um, and, and, you know, which we would always recommend doing. Don't wait till, don't try to cram it at the end of the year, wait to make those IRA contributions before you t- file your taxes. It only makes sense at that time. For sure. I guess when it comes to uh, other tax planning, for those that aren't necessarily still working or actually in retirement, what are we looking at from a a tax planning perspective for for those clients that are in retirement? So we're looking for our clients who have after-tax brokerage accounts to see if we can tax loss harvest for the year. So okay. a lot of the topics we're going to kind of touch on, we might have you might have heard it in an earlier podcast or something like that, to where um, we look at tax loss harvesting for um, our clients with maybe you know what they had a good year, but let's say for example they have fifteen different holdings and twelve of them did great, but three of them not so well. So uh, we look at seeing if that's the best strategy to use to kind of weigh out any capital gains that they might face. Um, another big thing from a tax perspective is is 
you, we can't look overlooked RMDs because if we overlooked yeah. RMDs, that's a huge problem because if you miss your RMD, there is a 50% penalty yeah. on what you were supposed to take out. So for example, if your RMD is 20 grand, you forget to take it out. There's a $10,000 penalty on top of your regular taxes. So that's something that's huge. Yeah. So, and that's something they got to be aware of. Obviously we do our best to make sure that our clients don't miss that. We run reports and it, again, most of our clients are taking that throughout the course of the year, but Again, we do have some that wait till the end of the year to take that as a, a one lump sum for sure um, to satisfy those RMDs. What about the clients that need to not necessarily need the income, but they are in a low income bracket? We look, you know, looking at Roth conversions, just taking an IRA distribution, just to take advantage of the current tax bracket that they're in. Yeah, so it's a great time to look at Roth conversions at the end of the year because you really know what your income is going to be. Um, we do shy away more often than not from doing Roth conversions during the middle of the year, just because if you do a bigger Roth conversion in June, um, you have July on through December to say, hey, you know what? We didn't expect this to happen. Maybe it'd be a healthcare event. We need another 20 grand out of our IRAs in order to cover this expense. The problem with that is then you essentially said, hey, you know what? We had a plan. We're totally changing the taxes and you're going to get hit with a higher tax bill. So this is a really good time to do the Roth conversions at the end of the year, knowing we can get almost to the penny on what you're going to kind of expect from a taxable uh, taxable income standpoint for um, 2023. Yeah. And that goes back to previous um podcast episodes that we recorded about the tax laws changing and so the sunset provision that goes into effect after 2025. So, you know, taxes, you know, potentially changing here in the future. That's something that we uh, are running out of runway essentially to say, okay, we have 23, 24 and 25. So, you know, if we count this year, so that we're in currently, and then two more years thereafter to take advantage of the current tax system that we're in. So, you know, by all means, we're going to absolutely take advantage of that because taxes are changing, whether we like it or not, or, right. you know, they're scheduled to change or sunset back, um, which will, you know, make your taxes go up. For sure. So, I mean, that's, that's sure. a fact. We can say that with certainty that your taxes will go up um, in 2026 because the standard deduction goes away. So your bracket may or may not change, but your standard de deduction gets cut almost in half. So you are automatically showing more income. Which in our case, in our office, we think that's almost as big or bigger of a deal than yeah. the actual tax brackets because everybody gets a deduction regardless of whether you're at in a taxable perspective or a bracket. So that's something to definitely think about in the next couple of years to take advantage of the higher deductions. Yeah. Another thing that we like to do, um, and, and you may have a, a, an example you can give us, Dan, but it's kind of like the general planning. So I, I love... Uh, meeting with clients towards the end of the year or throughout the course of the year even. And they, they may say, yeah, you know what, Ben, we're going on a big trip next year um, or we have a big purchase next year. Um, they, they're planning into the future, which we love to see. You know, it makes our job so much easier. We'd much rather see someone say, yeah, in 2024, we're going on a, a family trip. It's going to cost us 20 grand versus, you know, that person telling us two days before they leave, yeah, we need to pay yeah. off our credit card. Yep. So, you know, this is the time where we can say, hey, let's pay for that $20,000 trip. Sure. And maybe we take out a little bit now in, you know, December and then a little bit again in or the rest of it again in January to split that big disbursement up over two tax seasons. Yeah, which is huge. So we actually had a client in June come to us and said, hey, at the end of the year, I really want to buy a boat. It's going to cost me about 60 grand. And he said, what are my options from a taxable standpoint to say, how can we do this the most efficient way possible? So what we kind of um, figured out and maneuvered was we took about, we're going to take this year about 30 grand on December, I think it's like 28th or 29th. And then we're going to take it out January 2nd or 3rd. So you're only seeing 
a six or seven day difference from a standpoint of when they're going to receive the money. Yeah. But the big difference here is, is you just split your tax bill in his perspective um, between two tax years. So that's something that was very, very good in his situation and worked out great from his perspective that he was able to do what he wanted to, but he did it in a more efficient way than just taking it all out in June right. um, with the distri distribution. Yeah. And, you know, I guess along those same lines too, it's, it's maxing out. We're going to look at that. We'll mm -hmm. analyze that to make sure that, you know, we are that in that instance, we don't want to jump into another tax right. bracket. So take advantage of all that. So if he was capable to, of taking it all and, and staying within one bracket, he could, yep. but in this case, you know, when we're running the numbers and, and meeting about it as a team, we realize okay, he's going to spill over to the next tax bracket. So let's just take, enough to keep us in a 12% bracket yeah. and then, you know, take it again in um, January. Yeah. And that's the cool part. Like Ben said, everybody's situation is going to be different. So one answer for somebody might be completely different than another one's based yeah. on their situation. So, yeah. And I think another thing we start looking at is you mentioned earlier, cleaning up some debt, um, you know, for the longest time, <laughs> interest rates were basically nothing. Yeah. And now we sure. have quite a bit of clients out there that might have a line of credit, home, home equity line of credit where, um, you know, we, we may have bought a car on there, did some home improvements on there, but that interest rate was two, three, four percent for the longest yeah. time. Now those things are floating at seven, eight percent range. So it does it make sense for us to take money out of that taxable account, that IRA, or even maybe take some dividends out, um, sell some long-term capital gains and pay that down now because it is that interest rate has gone up so much. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's a lot of perspectives that we had um, when people come into our office. We had a client um, just about two weeks ago. They have very good income between the two of them. They have a very high credit score, but they had actually some debt um, lingering on a credit card. And that credit card's interest rate was right around 24, 25%. Yeah. So we actually looked into, hey, a lot of people see a lot of commercials about them, um, a lot of things online about uh, balance transfers. Yeah. So that's the one thing we like to educate our clients on to say, hey, does a balance transfer in your situation work? And how those balance transfers usually work um, are they give you a set rate. So it's like a 0% for 18 months. So for 18 months, you can pay the minimums. If you make sure you hit them every month, you can have a zero APR on whatever you transfer over, whether it be example of 15 grand, and you can kind of give yourself a little bit of breathing room if you have some credit card debt. So yeah. that's, we have to make sure clients understand and know how that works, but that's a very advantageous option for people that want to kind of get um, out from under if they have that specific debt. So that's sure. something we like to do, especially with now, like Ben said, with the interest rates where they're at, people can get in really handy hammered with three or four different um, things out there from an uh, uh, interest rate yeah. standpoint. So it's something we really like and uh, have to talk to our clients about from that end. Yeah. And it's something that as we're rattling through this list of things that people should do, I mean, it sounds overwhelming, but yeah. you know, as, as we meet throughout the course of the year with our clients, we're kind of, you know, teeing it up for them. Hey, mm -hmm. you know, these are all discussions that we're going to talk about towards the end of the year. Um, for the, for the, the client that has those situations and, and, you know, with uncertainty, we know there's almost always going to be some sort of tax planning that's going on unless, you know, it, we're just living off our, our social security, but we are going to take an RMD. So we're talking about that stuff, um, throughout the course of the year. So that tax planning is kind of happening. We're setting the stage for the end of the year and we're talking about, you know, income planning and all that good stuff. But the, the one thing that, you know, oftentimes gets overlooked by, you know, us, you know, because we, we refer that out is that health insurance side, that open enrollment. Um, if you're on Medicare, 
talking about that, having those conversations, or if you're still working, um, a lot of times that's where you're electing your plan for the following year. If you're going into a high deductible HSA plan, or are you, you know, lowering your deductible? So those are all things that need to come top of mind. Uh, and, and the year end is always a good time to do that. So again, I wouldn't think that it's a, it's an overwhelming or try not to be overwhelmed with all the stuff that Dan and I are going over today, but uh, I didn't want to miss out on the health insurance side because that is something that uh, oftentimes comes up in our office and we have those conversations with clients. Hey, I'm I'm getting a, a knee replaced next year. It, this is a good time to review your health insurance, right? And, yeah, and figure out, sure. hey, maybe I need to go with that lower deductible because I want to be out of pocket less. So we can help analyze that. And then the questions that we're not certain with are more of those Medicare questions or health insurance questions. We refer that out and, and talk to uh, qualified health care people we had one on our show a couple months ago aaron carbone and her team so um we always utilize those professionals when needed absolutely absolutely um anything else dan that people need to think about or anything when it comes to um uh, finances investing anything in general so what we've seen a lot is gifting so we get a lot of questions about gifting so at the end of the year they're like how can i gift this to my uh, children maybe grandchildren stuff like that so they're very different strategies out there um you'll it's done has to be a one size fits all maybe some people want to do 529 contributions maybe they just want to gift in general so we make sure based on what you want to give to a child a grandchild we want to make sure we're under that gifting limit for the year so we sit down with clients and say hey how much would you like to give um, to what child etc etc and we're going to see hey you know what from a taxable perspective this is the best way to do it so that's a big question coming up at the end of last quarter october november december is is am i taking advantage of the best gifting strategy for my situation so yeah i think you hit the nail on the head with the uh, 529 stuff i know with ohio you get that state tax credit i think it's up to two grand or don't quote me on the, the dollar amount um, but that has to get in before the end of the year so and everyone knows who knows me knows my thoughts on 529s or my old thoughts on 529s i wasn't a huge fan huge proponent of them um, but now with that rule change where the individual can now if they don't use it for higher education can at uh, a certain age roll that up to thirty-five thousand into a Roth IRA. Yeah. So that little change made five twenty-nine is a very good option. Yeah. Now that if they don't use them for for higher education, there is still another option for yeah. that. Before that change, you were very much handcuffed on the educational standpoint, meaning you had to pretty much use it or lose it for ed. Yep. And then you're kind of. SOL, if that's the case, but um, yeah, that's something that Ben said from that perspective is it's very good from that end. So, Awesome. Yeah. Well, I hope this uh, helps everyone with some year-end planning, some year-end stuff that you can do and think about. Um, if you have any questions for Dan or myself, you can always reach out here at the office, uh, 330-473-1060, or you can always look us up online at www.bashrock-fg.com. And Dan, we're going to take this into part two, talking about year-end planning now. Part two is going to be more on, you know, planning for retirement in a new year. So stay tuned for for that. And Dan's going to hop on with me then. So Dan, thanks again. Thanks, man. Yep. Investment advisory services offered through B.A. Schrock Wealth Management, Inc., a registered investment advisor. B.A. Schrock Wealth Management is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance and investment products. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. 
Any references to safety, security, or guaranteed lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. B.A. Schrock Wealth Management is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any government agency. This podcast is a paid placement. This show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation.